following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. It is 2.30. It's that time for your boys right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McRae and Barry Church. Gentlemen, how we doing on a Thursday? We're doing good, man. Doing good. It's a beautiful day outside. Um, you know, got a little workout in earlier, so you know, feeling good, feeling great, man. Listen, yeah. I, I found out. I found out yesterday that I got two enemies on the show, so I'm gonna just be quiet. I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to make oh! it, you know without 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 causing any issues, you know, because I thought I thought I I thought I had two friends, man, but you know they turned their back on me, man. They turned their back on me. Hey, man. man you, sound, you know sound what I always say, man. You sound you sound sensitive up in here, man. You sound sensitive. Look, look, see, and I knew he and I knew he won't even let me express my feelings, bro. Goodness, great, I can't do nothing on the show, man. I'm telling <laughs> you. All good. I, I I did appreciate you guys running me down last night on Texas. Miami was getting dragged in game one finals. That was ugly. Now that was ugly. You said Miami at six, huh? Ooh, he did say that. He did say that. You sticking with that? Oof. Oof. You get one mulligan, yeah. man. You get one mulligan. You sure you want? You Gentlemen. sure you want to stick with that, man? Got, got, got guys hurt now. I don't, you know, I don't know, man. You got dry mm. I said gentleman sweet. Foot injuries and mm. uh, Jimmy got hurt. It was ugly, man. That, that's ugly. Man, they, they made, they made Bam look like he like needs that. to be in the G League, man. <laughs> it, it would be just very interesting if Dwight Howard ends up getting a championship ring after the last few seasons where he has played I mean everyone has dumped Dwight Howard the Hornets dumped him his hometown Atlanta Hawks dumped him the Washington Wizards dumped him and then this guy would jump on LeBron James and Anthony Davis's back and get himself a ring that would be that would be that would be something if Dwight Howard ran out there with a ring uh from this uh NBA Orlando uh, uh bubble but what yeah, you mean game, if? game one man <laughs> what you mean if so you sticking yeah. to the yeah no you talking about if man <laughs> This is a foregone conclusion, man. It's over with. It's over. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Cowboys. All right. Uh, they, they take on the, the Cleveland Browns. There was there was a topic that we we brought up in pre-show prep yesterday that we didn't get to. That I wanted to dive in today, and it is are the one and two 2020 Cowboys better than the three and zero 2019. Dallas Cowboys. I forget which one of you guys have brought that up, but but uh, Church, you go ahead and start on this. What's your opinion? Three games in of this season versus last season. Man, you know what? Uh, three games in. Man, I'm gonna go ahead and say this this Cowboys team this year is better. Man, um, you know, just just talent alone, I feel like they're a lot better than uh, with that group they had last year, um, especially offensively. I mean, if you got your number four and five receivers, uh, Wilson and um, Noah Brown out there making plays, big time plays and games like that, I mean, it just sh- goes to show you how much depth they have at that position. So I feel like it's hard for any team to hang with the group of receivers we have. Um, now we do have you know some problems on the defensive side. We got some injuries and all that, but um, overall, I got the feeling that, you know, this, this team that we have right now, 
Um, they, they show a lot of fight. And, you know, they're one and two through the first three games. Last year we were three and no, but um, the three and no team, they went against a, a lot of scrubs. I mean, it was Washington, New York, and I think Miami were our first three wins last year um, against, the, against the teams we had this year. I mean, we had Atlanta, L.A., who's balling out right now. Atlanta's 0 and 3, but I think they're the best 0 and 3 team in the league. And then, um, Obviously, we lost to Seattle last week. So just the competition alone for the first three weeks, I feel like this team um, is better than what we produced last year. And uh, hopefully we just don't end like we did last year and uh, make it to the playoffs this year. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm total opposite of you. I think I think last Ooh. year we were better. Uh, ta- I mean, talent wise, I mean, if you look at it, we added um, C.D. Lamb. Other than that, we still had the same offense. On defense, uh, I think we were we, we played a lot better than, than we've been playing this year. So I think that that last year we were in a better position, you know, to make some plays, but we just we, we just didn't make those. Um, this year we have so we said we had bad coaching last year. This year we have horrible coaching and less talent uh, as far as on the defense wise. So I think that that, that so far this year uh, I, I would have to say that we are behind the eight ball. Injuries have played a lot into this thing. And, and when you talk about last season, just, uh, you know, one of the things you took at the offensive line, you, you, Travis Frederick uh, was there last year. He's not there this year. And in my opinion, one of the big things that hurt the Cowboys with their O-line was not having an offseason. Because there were two players I was very interested to see if they could win jobs had they had OTAs, minicamps, and a full training camp. That was Tyler Biotish, the center they took out of Wisconsin, and then Connor McGovern, the second-year uh, guard who, who many people thought could challenge Connor Williams. Um, that was hearing that from people uh, right there at the Star. So I, you know, not having these guys, um, I think, from an offensive line standpoint, then you see you t- you know, we got Lel Collins out. And, and Tyron Smith has missed two games already. So right out of the gate, you know, your offensive line for 2020 is nowhere as good as the offensive line you had as 2019. Then you look at Lake Van Der Esch, Sean Lee, not playing for the Cowboys on defense in 2020 versus these guys playing uh, and helping this team in 2019. So it, it's, it's, I don't want to say two different teams, but, but there's, a, there's, there's, not, there's, there's some differences here. And I got- Go ahead, Dan. I got a question. So listen. So so for for the first three games, for any of these games, w- would you say that the O line and and the injuries and the substitutions that we had in the lineup has cost us to lose the game versus play calling, defense, and all, and just uh, the offense in general? Has has the offensive line? Have you looked at it and been like, man, if we would have had our offensive line, we would have won that game? I think that the Atlanta game, we definitely saw in the first quarter when they kept turning the ball over left and right. They did not know how to handle uh, the Falcons. I mean, Tack McKinley, once McKinley got, got, had a groin injury and went out of the game, uh, life got a, lot bit e- got a lot easier. But they were not handling Grady Jarrett up front. He was running through guys and Tack McKinley as well. I mean, that thing was tough. So I definitely feel like the offensive line, it, it, but, they caught a but break we won that game. injuries. Won the game, but still, there was that was not a clean game offensive line at all. It just was not. No, I, 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 I'm just saying that they're not the weakest. They're not the, the weakest on the on the team. Like like if you have a level of of, of like of phases of the game who, who aren't playing well, I wouldn't put the O line up there as number one for something that needs to be fixed for us to win games. I think they're they're playing well, decent enough for us to win. Okay, they might be one B. But, but Danny, I'm going back to what the question was, which is better? One and two 2020 Cowboys or three and oh 
2019 Cowboys. So I'm comparing the O-lines looking at them just based on the, the topic here. And for me, the offensive line in 2020 with the issues and the combinations, that's one reason why I'm saying the 2020 team is not as good as the 2019 team because you had a better offensive line. And if you look at what Dak Prescott, and obviously it was bad teams, but you know his first three games, this guy was balling out like crazy. And Dak Prescott, while he's put up numbers, Dak Prescott's not played clean as he did uh, the year before. Now, part of it is better competition, but also just I just believe that they're, offensively they're not where they need to be. So to me, you know, to really go back to answer the question, I think last year's 3-0 team, uh, after, you know, that, that, that's a better club than what we're seeing right now. So that, that's, that's my, 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 my retort to that. Okay. All right. I'm still going with 2020, but I mean, hey, you guys, you guys had, you guys have your your points there. I mean, we are struggling a little bit on offensively, but I still got to go with this team just off of the rep of the competition we're going against compared to last year's competition. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with the O line. Uh, you know, I I want them to be healthy. But I just think we have, you know, bigger issues than them. I think that we can we can make it through a few games, you know, and, and, and have the capability to win those games with the O-line that we have if we tidy up some stuff in other phases of the game. Now, look, would uh, you say that the would you say that the offensive line is a is a top three issue, though, or would you just or you, you think that, you know, they're not really an issue at all? No, no, no. It's, it's an issue. You, you want to have your guys out there. But I think that that. Defense is is one to me. Coaching, actually, coaching is one. Defense is two, and then yeah, I would put I would put play calling and offensive line somewhere. You know, three A and three B. All right, so 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 stay there because that's another topic that we hit in on the pre-show meeting. Your your two biggest issues for the Cowboys and what they faced so far this year. So Danny, you're going to go with coaching number one. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and I say that because when you look at the defense, a lot of the errors that they are making, like you, you can get out physical sometimes and, you know, some, guys, some teams just come in and, 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 and they, they have a scheme that's, that's better than yours or, or, or running back is stronger and, and you see some guys get ran over. That stuff happens. That's football. But when you see, you know, game in and game out, guys with their eyes in the backfield, us blowing coverages, playing cover one and letting guys run free and, you know, uh, Doing stuff on special teams, dropping balls, and like it, the list goes on for, for for coaching errors, things that coaching should be able to fix for us. And I think if you subtract those, even half of those from the first three games, don't I think the outcome is totally different from from where we're sitting right now. Okay, so coaching's one. What's your second with Danny? So the, the second one for me, just because, and, and I say this because I know that our defense is going to continue to struggle because, you know, injuries and what we have there is play calling and us being able to call plays and, and create the flow of the game that helps out the defense so they don't, so they're not stuck out there on the field and having to play defense for the entire game and, 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 uh, and us getting beat in time of possession. So I'm going coaching and then, you know, my one part where I'm going straight to offense is Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy figuring out how to help out the rest of the team by calling offensive plays that, that suits us and, and helps us con uh, control the clock. All right, Church, you're two. Uh, for, yeah, for me, um, you can kind of put this in the coaching realm, but I'm going to say 
uh, communication. I mean, we've seen how these secondaries, you know, I don't know if it's between the coaches and the players or the players themselves, but something's not getting right through there um, when it comes to communication. I don't know if it's the safeties not communicating to the corners or the or the front seven. I don't know how, who who's messing up, but somebody's messing up there because you can't just have, I mean, just look at last week. You can't just have guys running scot-free. Like you pointed out, Danny, you can't have them running scot-free through your secondary that way. Usually, if you're a safety, you're the last line of defense. So even if everything breaks down, you got to be back there. You can't let anything go over over your head and we've seen too many instances of that this year where guys are just blown coverages guys are wide open so I'm not sure if it's the communication between the coaches and the players or the players to other players uh, relaying the call but something has to work out there so for me it's kind of a coaching slash communication issue going on there for one problem and uh, the other one is to me it, it's, it's got to be injuries um, we know it's, it's a part of the game I mean people it's a violent sport people are going to get hurt but I mean when you have the rash of injuries that we've had I mean it's it's going to affect the team. I mean, we got, you know, Lyle Collins out, Tyron Smith. I mean, Frederick, who, who decided to retire. We're down to our third linebacker in the middle. Um, you know, we lost our two starting corners on the outside. So, I mean, like, like it is, a, it's a part of the game being injured. But um, when you have injuries of this magnitude, it's going to affect the team. For me, I'm, I'm echoing a lot of what Danny said. It's the coaching. And... The coaching from the standpoint of guys being ready to play, coaching from the standpoint of, of guys understanding assignments, coaching from the standpoint of guys buying into what's going on here because you've got some players right now that aren't buying in uh, to how they're doing defensively. And also coaching from the standpoint of what you said, Danny, is uh, they need to have complementary play. they got to play complementary football. You just can't be out here calling plays. you got to be calling some plays to sit up here and also protect your defense. And I've been saying this from, from Jump Street as the season's starting. This Cowboys defense is not good enough to be on the football field 30 minutes. The offense has to find a way to protect it. So I'm putting all that into coaching, right? All that right there into coaching. And my second one is turnovers. I mean, the Cowboys are minus four. And you simply can't be, you can't, you can't have, you know, four negative turnovers and and trying to win football games. It's just hard. I, I go back and look at what happened in Seattle. You throw an interception right before the half, and Russ Russ converts it into a touchdown. And then you come out of the half, and you got a fumble, and they go out here and get more points out of it. You can't do that, especially when I start looking here at Cleveland. And right here on my notes for Cleveland, they are tied um, for second in the NFL. And they've scored 31 points off turnover. So that's an area that they can, you know, keep talking about and telling you in the locker room and go work on it. Mike McCarthy can say at his press conferences. But if you slip up and give the football to Cleveland this week, you could be looking at an L. And I don't know if fans realize that this is not this, this is not your your regular Browns that you've been used to the last 10 years. Kevin Stefanski has come in here and at least figured out what their identity is. They, they got a big offensive line that they paid money for. They're trying to run the football and limit Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball under 20, 25 times, 25 times a game and under, they're able to win. When that dude throws it more, they're going to lose. So that, those are my two for me, the coaching and the turnovers. Let, yeah, and, 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 let, and let me follow up with the coaching thing just, just so we can be clear on this. All right, we tried our hardest to lose the Atlanta game. You think about your defense is struggling. You, you go two fake punts, right? So you, you, you're putting the, uh, the, the defense on short fields after already having turnovers. You turn around the next game and coaching, you have your, 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 your kick returner, you know, trying to return every kick and he makes a mistake and he puts the defense on a short field as well. 
and then we go out there and, and we miss I think we miss two field goals, two extra points. Yeah, I think two one was blocked. Points. Two two extra points. We, we, you miss two extra points. You, you're giving the ball on a short field. Like you said, then we go out there and fumble and, and give Russ a short field. All these things, to, they, they just they just go back to coaching to me, like you said, and being ready, having your guys ready to play. But some of these are just decisions that, that, that you know, they're head scratching, especially when you know the makeup of the team. So fix that. And, and, I, and, we, and we could possibly be two and one. Uh, look, the, the, the they can't. But they got three games in, in a row here at home. The Cowboys have got to make hay. And Mike McCarthy had mentioned that at his press conference as well. Here, okay, a lot, lot to get to here. Brandon Carr. Where should Brandon Carr play on Sunday? Let's dive into that. We got to take our first break right here on the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. The new era 1960 headwear collection is celebrating styles and design worn by players and coaches over the last 60 years. The Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop introduces the new era 1960 headwear collection. Find the full assortment at your nearest Cowboys Pro Shop and on the uh, DallasCowboys.com. So check those out. Get the new lids and make yourself look good. Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McRae. Dak Prescott <coughs> spoke to the media today. I listened to it. I did not see the video. Chris Bean, do you know, was Dak Prescott wearing his Mississippi State shirt at all? Because they kind of <laughs> they had, they had a nice little win over the weekend. Uh, so I, I didn't bro. know. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just check Goodness. on that for me. Goodness. See me on the ha- Hail State shirt, you know, because uh, – 
Mike mm. Leach went into Death Valley and just ran up. Get him! Mike Leach? No, Mike hey, Leach? Yes, he did. Hey, Nui, 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 you, you, you do know that the LSU Fighting Tigers are still the defending national champions, right? Okay, just, just checking. Just oh. checking. I just wanted, you know, uh, I just wanted you to know that. Okay. I thought you forgot. Yep. Oh, <laughs> so, so you're going to be like the Eagles and keep celebrating this championship for years and years. You're going to be like them? No. Yeah, that's the Eagles. No, problem. just They one. still celebrate we, that Super Bowl, so. No, they are no longer. They are. They are. They are no longer defending national champions. We are still defending national champions. So we we just gonna ride it for for the year like we're supposed to. The trophy stays with us until somebody takes it. So yes, yeah, it's, it's still ours. Thank you. Okay. I mean, if you all want to be like Nick Saban, you know, who won a championship at LSU and, and many at Alabama, Nick Saban, you know, he, he keeps it rolling, you know. Last year's last year. But if you guys are still celebrating. Oh, like, last year's last cool. year. When, well, cool. Nick Saban, last year's last year. Okay, all right. <laughs> all okay. right. Just, just, hey, just, dude, keep, keep picking and choosing, man. It's okay, man. I know you like to fight Tigers. It's cool. You, you can get on the bandwagon. I just asked if Dak wore a Hell State shirt, man. That's yeah, that's all. Cause I that's know, all you was doing. I, that's all you was doing. I, that's all you I was mean, doing. <laughs> hey, I picked LSU this week as they get ready to face Vandy. Yeah, they're twenty-one points. I don't want you to pick us. Don't, don't pick I, I, you. I pick Miami. Did. Don't pick us. Don't I pick us. Did. You pick. You pick the Heat to win. Nostradamus, who you picking? Man, look, I ain't got a, I ain't got a fight in this one. No, nah, yeah, let y'all do whatever y'all want to do over there, man. Look, <laughs> ain't nobody worried about LSU or Mississippi State, all right? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, Chris, he, he throwing slugs from the back. Y'all ain't hear, y'all can't hear what Chris been saying, but he throwing slugs. <laughs> he, he wouldn't dare watch his school play, so I'm not worried about. <laughs> but the, in, in fairness to Barry, the Mac the Mac hasn't played. You know, they decided they weren't going to play, and now they. This is I true. I think they're deciding they they may play, or is, is it what, what what's the issue there? I mean, Barry, are they still trying to play like a six game? I season think, that, matter of fact, matter of fact, I think they're trying to play like a little six six game season, something like that, man. You know, the Mac, man. I, you know, me and the Mac, we don't really get along like that, so. You know, you're asking the wrong person right here. Come on, baby. Don't give up on the Maction. Come on now. That, was it Tuesday or Wednesday night Maction? Come on, man. Tuesday, I'm, Thursday, I'm, Wednesday. Hey, hey, they, hey they'll play a, any time of the day. As, as a guy who, who used to cover some Kent State football games and, uh, you know, I'm, and, and Akron, Akron wasn't any good. But, hey, man, I'm, I'm, the Mac is good by me, man. <laughs> Mac is good by me. A lot of, lot of good football players in the Mac. I mean, you know, you start to think about the, in the NFL, you got a, like Ben Roethlisberger, Khalil Mack. So they you know, produce some, some, some this good is true. players. This is true. Antonio Mac. Brown, you know, Barry Church. I mean, Kurt, it's just, you know. Kareem Hunt coming up here. Kareem Hunt, this is true. He hits a little rocket. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and, and we talk about college football coaches. Um if you go, Nick Saban was up there for a little it, bit. That's right. You start looking at the history of college coaches who coached in the MAC. Errol Parsegan, mm-hmm. Woody Hayes. I mean, uh, they've got a lot. Urban Meyer coached in the MAC. I mean, the MAC is, is a, that's a that is a good football league. That is not a Power Five conference. And if you're if you can't play Power Five football or you're not coaching Power Five football, the MAC, in my opinion, is one of the best in the country. So I got nothing but good things to say about that league that I, I, I got to cover back in the day. So I'm, the, the MAC is good by me, man. <laughs> All good by me. Um, good to know. And we, Nui endorses the MAC, man. Good to know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> boy, I, <laughs> I, I, they didn't do nothing to me, man. 
You know, it's not personal for me. It's, it's personal for you, man. Mac, Mac didn't do nothing to me, man. I was able to, you know, Dang, have man. have my career go the way I wanted to go, man. So, uh, you know, you mad at the whole conference. I was gonna say, man, you mad at the whole conference. Why you gonna be mad at Bowling Green? Man, they all they all had a piece. Ohio. They all had a piece, man. <laughs> <laughs> They all had a piece in these shenanigans, man. So it's all uh, good, though. You know, it's all good. It's all good. I don't think it's all good, Danny. You, I don't think it's good, Danny. It's, this listen, if, if I, hey, I'll tell you what we're not about to do. I'll tell you it's what we're not about to salt. do. We're not, I, listen, we're not about to make about this a, salty. a Mary Church Mac <laughs> segment, all right? We ain't, we ain't about listen. to do that, all right? <laughs> I, would, listen, mad, church, mad I, I, would, I would be on your side, but after what you did yesterday, plead the fifth. I, I, listen, I say that we oh. make this a Mary oh. Church discussion. <laughs> I ain't going to forget this, you oh. New York City. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, I tell you what, man, I tell you what. Man. Like I always say, with friends like y'all, man, y'all know the rest, man. Crazy. <laughs> we are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Another topic wanted to get into, and that is Brandon Carr. So, guys, with the issues going on at the defensive back in the defensive backfield, and Jerry Jones saying they're not about to go out here and bring anybody in. Is it time to put Brandon Carr back there at safety this week as they take on the Cleveland Browns? Church? Uh, I say, why not? I mean, from from what we've seen these first couple games, I mean, why not put him out there? I don't think he can do any worse than what you know we've seen so far. Um, this is a guy who's going in his twelfth or thirteenth year in the NFL. I mean, he's he's seen pretty much every single uh, offensive scheme out there. He's seen all the route combinations, and furthermore, I mean, this is a guy that. He can go back there and he can calm this secondary down. I mean, when things start to get haywire, a couple plays get made here and there, this is a veteran presence. This is a guy back there who can calm everybody down, get everybody lined up in the right way, and show them, you know, what what to expect. I mean, this is a guy who knows how to break down film. He's been in the league for shoot, a decade and some. So uh, this is a guy that can he can do all those things for these young guys, settle them down, get them going in the right direction. So, like I said, I don't see why not. I think he deserves a shot back there. Yeah, for me, honestly, uh, I'd really like to see some creativity in our defense to where he's able to come in and play safety in certain positions and corner in certain situations and corner and other situations. Right. So I don't want him to be out there having to be a full full term safety, having to try, try to be Earl Thomas and all that. If there's somebody a tight end that needs to be covered or some, some something that fits his his uh, skill set. Uh, you know, playing safety, then have that package for him to come out there and do that. And then I would love to see him get redemption on the Odell as well. So I want to see him covering covering <laughs> Odell out there, you know, get get his payback for what happened uh, last time, the, the most famous catch in, in NFL history. And I, and I think he could do that. But I want to see some creativity. I think moving him around, letting him play safety and corner, just like they did in Baltimore, would be best for our defense. So as former players, I look at Brandon Carr, who spent – in numerous years in Baltimore playing these Cleveland Browns twice a year. How much can he help other players about tendencies and things he sees out there, and how much do you think he can help just based on, and I know it's a different coaching staff in Cleveland, but understanding what guys like Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry like to do on a football field? Church? I think I think he can help out a lot, but I'm telling. But um, the guy that can help out even more, in my opinion, is um, the white. Is, I think he's a, our wide receivers coach now. Is that am I mistaken in saying that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I think that guy can help out even more. I mean, this is a guy that was with Odell and Jarvis Adam for seasons. It, 
Adam Henry. He was it. He was with Odell and uh, Lawrence, uh, Jarvis Landry out there in Cleveland, and he can just give you the little nuances about their game. I mean, he can tell these DBs how they like to release. What's their favorite route concept? What you know? What the little little, little telltales they have? If it's a pass play and Odell thinks he's getting the ball, shoot, does he tighten his gloves up? Does he do anything with his mouthpiece? I just think he can tell us a lot about this team and a lot about what the receivers like to do. Because I mean, face it, as a secondary, we've been struggling and we need all the help we can get. So if I'm a corner, if I'm a safety, if I'm in the secondary, I'm going to that coach right now and I'm, I'm asking him, you know, what's his favorite release off the line of scrimmage? How do I get under his skin during the play? I mean, I'm asking everything because I'm sure he would know that. He was with those guys. He was in the room with those guys and he knows how they work and how they play. So if I'm a Cowboys secondary, I'm going straight to him and uh, seeing what he can give me. You, you know, Church, if, 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 if we had been playing a little bit better on defense, I would be 100% with you. But at this point, and, and you know how we've been playing, I don't want our DBs thinking about nothing but having their eyes in the right place <laughs> and playing the coverage that is called. I don't want them looking to see if, if they if they think it's going to be a runner pass based on how Odell stand and none of that because last week they were out there in a, a two man route by Seattle and we had four uh, four DBs in front of these guys they got behind four DBs so I just want them focusing on what they're supposed to be doing go out there and use the man to man cover skills that you were taught up until now and and start there just just cover who you're supposed to cover just just do that and then you know as as you do that then you start reading into seeing how how they're playing throughout the game but until until you can get on your p's and q's and get the basics down just you know just focus on that but do you do you have faith that they can do that i mean we've seen three weeks of of not so great play subpar play or do you have faith that they can just go out there and like that I, I, I don't. That's why I don't want to add nothing else. They don't need to be asking <laughs> nothing except what, what should I be looking at, coach? What am I looking at You think if they add too much pepper on there, it's, it's going to get out of hand. They're going to be looking at all oh, different yeah. types of things. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. And, and, and these are young guys, too. So it's not like they vets and they can really see it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 takes, it takes some real experience, you know, to get out there and be able to notice that stuff. Because on top of that, you have to like you have to look at the formation, you know, try to read what the formation is and, and figure out what schemes are coming out of that. It's so much stuff to look at uh, uh, pre-play that all, all, all of a sudden you try to add in what an individual player is doing for a young guy. It's just I, I feel like it's just a lot on their plate. I feel like you're talking about At- one guy in this instant. He <laughs> talking about we all listen. young. I think you talking about one guy. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 listen. If you had your eyes in the backfield last week, I'm talking about you. All right, so that's that's that's, 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 that's just about all. That's Jordan Lewis too, man. Because he, you know, we all just had our eyes in the wrong place, man. Adam Henry. Uh, is the Cowboys receivers coach. He spent 2018 and 2019 coaching in Cleveland with Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. And he was also their receivers coach at LSU. So he knows them very well. Brandon Card, his many meetings uh, twice a year as as a member of the Baltimore Ravens facing the Browns. So uh, the Cowboys do have some knowledge here about about what these, these receivers can do. We'll see if the knowledge can translate onto the football field as the Browns and Cowboys face each other at noon on Sunday at AT&T Stadium. We've got to take another break here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. He's Barry Church, Danny McCrae, their former Dallas Cowboys safety and longtime Cowboys reporter, Nui Scruggs, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. To Dallas' frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners, and they will wash it within two days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. All righty. There are AT&T Stadium tours available to you. The AT&T Stadium is the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Run on the field, see the locker rooms, and so much more. AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. The practice report is out. And let me let you know. All right, three guys show up on the report for the Cowboys. That's Trayvon Diggs, the corner, with a shoulder and knee. He was limited today after practicing full on Wednesday. Uh, Tank Lawrence with a knee did not practice on Wednesday. He did not practice today. And Tyron mm. Smith, the left tackle with a neck injury, did not practice on Wednesday. He was limited today. So Diggs, Smith, limited. Tank Lawrence did not practice. Over on the Brown side, Odell Beckham Jr. with a back, limited today for Cleveland. Joel Batonio. With a back, their guard did not practice Wednesday, was limited today. Uh, Jack Conklin, their right tackle with an elbow, limited on Wednesday, full practice for the Browns today. Uh, let me continue going down the list there. All right, Kareem Hunt with a groin injury, didn't practice for Cleveland on Wednesday, did not practice today. Jarvis Landry with a hip, was a full participant in practice yesterday and today. Uh, they're centered. J.C. Treader uh, with a knee, limited yesterday and limited today. Olivier Vernon, defensive end with an abdomen, limited today and limited yesterday as well. Denzel Ward, their top corner with a groin, did not practice yesterday, was limited today. Greedy Williams, cornerback with a shoulder, limited on Wednesday, was limited today. So that's uh, that's some of your latest injuries between the Cowboys and Browns. Fellas, what do you read in that injury report for both teams? 
I'm gonna I'm go with the Cowboys on this one, but um, as far as like uh, Trayvon Diggs, he should be fine. I mean, just being limited or whatever with the shoulder and a little bit of knee, he should be fine. Um, I'm a little concerned about that D Lotto. He, you know, he didn't practice yesterday and didn't practice today. Um, I'm a little concerned about that one, but I've heard reports that they're just trying to get him rested and, and ready for Sunday. Um, the big one to me is uh, is Tyron Smith. Um, for him not to practice yesterday, but for him to be limited today, um, that's that's going in the right direction. Um, you know, today is usually you don't have a lot of pads on. Well, back in uh, Garrett's day, you didn't have pads on, and for him to go out there and at least get a couple reps with it, with the team functions, um, show that he he can be and have a possibility um, to go out there Sunday for the Cowboys because we're going to need him. I mean, we got we got a demon on the other side of that ball. So we're definitely going to need him out there. So with him being limited, I think that's a good direction for uh, the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, the, the, the only ones that worry me for, for both sides at this point of the season are the ones when somebody says their knee is injured, so digs a little bit with the knee, and then those guys with the groin injuries are, are, are the ones that I think probably won't suit up and be able to play or, or they'll be very limited once they get into the game. As far as Tyron, the only thing that worries me about this is the same thing, the same worry that I had with uh, Van Der Esch. It's a neck injury, and ever since he's had that injury, I don't think he's been able to go full speed, and his first rep of going full speed will probably be against Miles Garrett, so that worries me, so I would, I would still have, have his backup ready just because you, you, you really just don't know, especially when it comes to something like a neck. So I don't want us to get caught, you know, caught with our, with, with our hands down and, and, and not being able to have a replacement ready for him, you know, just because we think he's going to be able to go 100% for the full game. Mike McCarthy in his press conference today did tell the, the Cowboy media members that uh, they have worked on several combinations at the tackle spots. So that, that they'll, they'll have a plan there. Uh, I'm looking at Kareem Hunt with the groin injury, you know, not practicing the last two days, and then Denzel Ward, their, uh, their top corner, uh, with a groin injury as well, limited today. It, it could be the Nick Chubb show. If you're Cleveland, I mean, you've got Nick Chubb. That's your number one guy, and, and, and Kareem Hunt is 1A. So they can, they can win a football game with just rolling it out there to Nick Chubb. But on the other side with Denzel Ward, with, as far as a corner and a groin goes, fellas, because you've been defensive backs in this league, how does that affect a guy out there on the football field, especially when you're talking about Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, and, and now Cedric Wilson out here in these routes? I think it affects uh, for a corner. It can hurt you immensely, um, especially when you're pressing at the line of scrimmage or trying to uh, mirror or shadow that receiver um, versus his release. Because you, you think about it, you're doing a lot of side to side lateral movement, which involves your groin a lot as a corner. So um, if you're having trouble, you know, getting side to side, those receivers, they, they can expose you quick. So for a groin, for a defensive back, I mean, that, to me, that's almost as bad as a hamstring. What you think about that, D-Mac? Listen, I almost hate to see that on the injury report just because the way that we've been calling games, all of a sudden Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy see that, and all of a sudden we come out and throw the ball six times at Denzel Ward. Run the ball. But as far as him being able to perform, I don't think him and Kareem Hunt will be, you know, be very effective if they, if they truly have growing injuries that, that, that are keeping them out. If it's, if it's something where they're just holding back and they don't want them to play because they're, they're vets and, and they understand, you know, how to get ready for the game without practice, that's fine. But if they really have growing injuries, I don't think they'll be effective because, because both of those positions have a lot of lateral movement involved. And, and if, you, if your groin is not 100%, you will be real slow. And that's all it takes for somebody to take advantage of that. I think we just look at what happened to Tack McKinley in the Atlanta game. And here he is, defensive end, creating pressure 
and the Cowboys were having some tr some troubles dealing with him and Grady, uh, Big Grady in the middle. And, and next thing you know, Tack goes out with the groin, and it's a whole different football game for the Atlanta Falcons. Basically, that pass rush went from uh, getting back there, causing some issues, to, to not doing anything at all. The Cowboys were able to, to go ahead and make an adjustment there. So if you're a cornerback out here and you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to go out here on these routes, <laughs> good good luck to you. Um, and and is it a a thing? You know. And I'm, I'm, I, you know, didn't play at this level, so I don't know what you guys know. So when you've got a groin like that, you're you're the top corner. Do they tell you not to travel? Do you just stick on one side because of that groin injury? How, how does that work? For me, uh, if I got a groin and, it, and it's hurting like that, um, I'm sticking to whichever side. I don't have to push off as much on. Like I'm, not, you're not gonna get, go out there and expose me. Got have me out there covering uh, Amari Cooper left and right, and he's out there exposing me. So nah, I'm, I'm not traveling. Okay. I'm like, look, I'm a zone. I'm a zone corner today. So y'all, y'all gonna have to do some half man, half zone on this side. But I'm not getting <laughs> exposed out there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying that. Listen, if my groin hurting that bad. I'm not playing. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. And I'm the defensive coordinator. I'm not putting you out there. Because, because honestly, church, you, you you know you know like I know if a, if they want to take advantage of a player, they can find a way to do so. They can line you up in slot. They can they can line you up in, in some formation where they figure you out man to man and make you travel across that field or go a certain way to take advantage of your injury. So if you feel if you're not feeling feeling well enough to be able to play on both sides of the field, you, you probably shouldn't be out there because you will be getting toasted. And and the and worst is when like the worst is when they when you know it's coming like. Oh, here go the tight end. He, done, he, he got a nub side tight end. So for those who don't know, a nub, he's by himself on the outside. He stands up and motions to the outside like he's a flanker right receiver. And you just one on one. You already know they're trying to expose you out there. And when that starts to happen on a regularity, for me at safety, that's when I'm like, hey, let me get that. Let me get that high hole. You go ahead and take these man reps, man. They, they're trying to expose your boy out here. So. For me, like Daddy said, I, I probably wouldn't even play, man. To be, to be honest with you, and, and, then, and just to, just to add on to that, because I, we we talked about that with Dal Dalton Schultz, you know, uh, not getting reps and not being able to play in the game, and then I mean, uh, be ready to play in the game, and then going out there and having those lights hit him in the face and him dropping those passes. Those are the same issues that you have in this situation, right? You have a guy that's going out there and trying to muscle through it. And, and nine times out of ten, he's not going to be able to finish the game. Well, he's taking reps away from the from the backup who really, really needs those reps. So that just puts you in a tough situation. That's why if I'm the D.C., I'm like, man, look, if you if you can't play, if you don't think you can go out there and finish the game and play effectively, just sit this one out and play the next game because you're holding, you holding us back as a team. But I will say this. It's a hard thing to do, especially if you got somebody creeping up on your back like you think, hey, he might take my job. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do to sit there and be like, you know what? I'm injured. Let me take this one off. Because if that boy go out there and ball out, you might not see that field again. So it, oh, yeah. it's definitely a hard thing to do. You got to be established to do that. Yeah, you, you're right. You got to be established to do that. I think Denzel Ward is established enough. But, yeah, you, yeah, you don't want to get your true. spot taken, you know, based on injury. <laughs> that that, 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 that suck. Get that old Wally Pip, man. You can't get Wally Pipped out here, man. Oh, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> the way they did him. <laughs> the, the, just straight just straight dirt. All right, that's bad. Team, that's bad news, man. The, the, the team doctor doing uh, Tyrod Taylor. And so Kareem Hunt not practicing. That is their pass catching uh, back. I mean, Kareem can get, get the football in space and, and make some moves. He's dealing with a groin injury. Um, Chubb can't catch the football, but it's not what he does best as the way Kareem Hunt does it. So the Cowboys may end up catching a break offensively and defensively. Um, even if both guys play, they're not going to be at 100%. So if you're the Cowboys, that uh, 
you know, that's, that's not a bad deal for you. you as, as banged up as you are, you're not going to sit around here and, and feel bad for anybody. Um, speaking of feeling bad, I feel bad for my fantasy team because they have delayed the Steelers and the Titans game. It's been postponed. They'll, they'll play it later on. So I don't have James Conner to put in my lineup this week. But what did you guys think about it? Another COVID test coming out here for the Titans. And, um, you know, this is – I'm going to say this now. It's not going to be the last game that they're going to have to go ahead and move because of COVID. I mean, these, these, this is just what we're dealing with right now. They've been lucky enough to get through three weeks with no, with no issues at all, but here comes week number four, and we're going into cold and flu season. So I'm assuming that we're going to see another game that has to be postponed and the league has to work it out. Your thoughts on the uh, postponement, fellas? McCray? Yeah, I um, you know, like I said, we, we all knew that at some point this was going to happen. I just want to know how many of these instances will they be able to, you know, to, to, to take on before this becomes a really serious issue. Like how many games can you postpone? Uh, how many players have to get coached? Does the whole team have to get it before it's all of a sudden like we need to take a step back and stop and stop this entire thing and figure out what's going on? So, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many more of these cases that we have. But I think if it, if it keeps going and it's every three weeks and it gets bigger and bigger, I think the NFL is going to be in for some serious trouble. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll be in a little bit of trouble if um, definitely if it's multiple in one week, like if it's, you know, one here and one team, you know, five weeks later or maybe a team, you know, one team three weeks later. I think they'll be they, they can uh, do a little better job of managing it. But if it, it happens to be an outbreak where if it's like, you know, in one week we have three separate teams um, contracting it and then that can in and all affect six teams in total because those teams have to play. Uh, I think that's when you the NFL might, you know, tap in and say, hey, we no Moss, we're going to have to postpone something to figure something out because if it, if it turns into an outbreak, I mean, it's just too many players per squad, too many staff members per squad. We just don't have those means like the NBA and like hockey where they can kind of make it a bubble because there's just less people, you know, that have to deal with it or have to deal with. In the, NBA, in the NFL, I mean, you got, what, 60-some players per roster and you got all these staff members. So uh, I think if it turns into the outbreak, I think uh, the NFL have uh, some trouble on its hands. Well, so, like, like, well like you said well, – my bad. One, one, one more thing. So like you said, I just I just thought about how you just went and it goes if three teams are affected, that's really the three teams 16. that they actually played against. And then the, the three next teams that they have to play against as well who, who are affected. So, you know, all of a sudden you can go from from a few from a few uh, issues to to almost the you know quarter of the league. So, so Tennessee's game in Nashville against Pittsburgh's postponed. Tennessee played Minnesota last week. The Vikings have no tests at all. And, and Church and Danny, one thing that I, I do believe, they, the NFL had spoke about a playoff bubble. I think that's something that when you see something like this happen, and as I said, we're going into flu and cold season, that may be something that they, the NFL has to look into and, and with seven playoff teams in each conference is trying to figure out where can you go in a bubble because that's the one thing you can control is the playoffs. You know, you want, you need that to happen. And we're even seeing Major League Baseball, you know, they're going into a bubble atmosphere for the League Championship Series and the World Series. So right here uh, in Arlington, the Globe, the Globe Life Field, National League Championship Series and the World Series is going to be down here. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, what's up? We can dive in tomorrow. You know, we're out of time today, but we can dive into tomorrow. We'll make our predictions for tomorrow as well as the Browns and the Cowboys get it on at noon Sunday at AT&T Stadium. Remember, there are limited tickets for that. So go to DallasCowboys.com. 
Cowboyscast.com if you want to get in there and get to see the Cowboys play as they get ready for three straight home games. Those guys are former Cowboys safeties, Danny McCray, Barry Church. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. Thank you for checking out the Players' Lounge. As always, producer Chris Bean, we appreciate you getting us on the air right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,